Hello, 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 Chelsea fans, and welcome back to the Roman's Empire podcast. Ooh, you sound pretty chipper today, Rejuvenated, Zach. my friend. What a great weekend, huh? Good weekend. I thought it was a good bounce back from last weekend. We look dominant. I mean, I'm trying albeit, to be dominant. Albeit, we did play against some poor competition. I mean, comparatively poor, but we we looked really, really good. Well, I'm planning on continue carrying out that Chelsea form. And you are bringing personally it, bringing it into our podcast. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. Let's I'm, do. I'm trying to be Maratha, and you're trying to be Aspie. Yeah, I'll lay it and off we're to just, you. We're just gonna take over. So, anyways, this is the Romans Empire podcast. I am joined, as always, by my good friend Mr. Sam Bagarzade, and this podcast is one where we talk all things Chelsea and talk shit about everyone else. So just this episode though, we don't, we don't normally do that. No, we, right? we, we, we talk a lot of shit. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We do. Well, like we, we crack at least like three or four Arsenal jokes, a podcast and a couple Tottenham jokes. Crack a lot of jokes. Yeah. We just hate on all of our rivals, but like what, what good is a podcast if you're not going to talk shit about the teams you hate? Right. Right. So, um, going into it, let's talk about a team that was helpless when they played against us, Nottingham Forest. Um, we did play them in the Carabao Cup earlier this week. It's going to take some time for me to get used to the Carabao Cup. The Carabao Cup. Yeah. It's a weird name, what, but what we'll get it? used to it. It was FA Cup. FA, no, there's a Carabao Cup. It was a Carling Cup. Yeah. They keep changing the name. It's the League Cup. Mm-hmm. It's basically a shittier version of the FA Cup, right? Yeah, that's what I would say. Um, I I actually rate the FA Cup though. But like, yeah, it's like actually, I, yeah. I actually put it on a pedestal. Like I think it's worth something. I know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I they're probably around the different. same thing. Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, um, we won five one. Um, Sam, do you want to go ahead and give us the lineups for this game? Yeah. So we had Caballero in goal, his first uh game in. Rudiger, Christensen, uh, Cahill. Uh, those are the three back, and then we got uh Zapacosta. Um, and, uh, we had, uh, Bakayoko, Fabregas, and, uh, surprise start by Kennedy. Yeah, on the left. That was nice to uh, see. Uh, Charlie Masunda, his debut. Hazard, his first, uh, start this season. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my favorite, Mishi Bachuai on top. Yeah, so, pretty surprising to see Kennedy in the lineup. I'm sure there were no, uh, Chinese people watching this game. Yeah, maybe they're, it was past their, uh, their bedtime. I don't know what time it was in China when this game aired, but I wouldn't be surprised if we literally got no views because we started Kennedy. <laughs> I was surprised to see his name on a list, but he did well. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, on one side of the But I think least. I think the main talking point of this game was Charlie Masanda. So, right. I mean, I'm looking at my script right now, and I have in all caps and in bold, Charlie Masanda is the bee's knees. I think that's pretty fair, right? I think that... Like, when you watch him play, you know, a guy that's been growing up through our youth uh, academy and, you know, only 20 years old and to be playing at that level and then to score on his first, in his first game, uh, you know, he, 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 he came to tears and I know you might have shared the same emotion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know what? You're not a real football fan if you didn't get emotional when it happened. I'm not saying you had to sit there and cry, but... It was emotional, yeah. It was a very, yeah. very emotional moment. You're more emotional than I am, but, uh, a little you know, bit, yeah. yeah, you tend to cry a lot more than I do, but, yeah, I mean, real yeah. men cry. Real yeah, men cry. We found that out in the Champions League in 2012, <laughs> didn't we? Yeah, Charlie Musonda cried, like cried so. Yeah, but, you know, like, his performance, 
a lot of people are brushing it off and saying, oh, well, it was Nottingham Forest. They're just a championship side, you know. I, I disagree. He was unguardable in this game. I don't think he lost the ball once. Yeah, he know? got fouled four times in the first uh, 30 minutes of the game. Yeah, I, I was watching, and, and it was unbelievable how much control he has over the ball. He doesn't really... He doesn't really have much top speed, if you know what I mean, but he's yeah. very quick. He doesn't really he kind of scampers. His like the way he runs, he scampers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like he's very light it's on like his a scattered, feet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, his legs he has pretty long legs. I didn't know that either. So what do you expect his role to be moving forward? Um why well, I know this only one performance and it's very very hard to break through on a Conte team, especially if you're a youngster. Um I think he's going to be a bit part player. Um, I see him getting, I don't know, somewhere between 10 and 15 appearances this season mm-hmm. total in all competitions. Again, he's 20 years old. Yeah, so he has a lot of time to develop, which yeah. is great. We're thinking more about the future more than this season. I he, mean, he's, he's going to have an impact on our squad. He has he has that little bit of magic in his legs, doesn't he? Like, when he gets the ball, he you get excited. Not that similar, similarly to Hazard. Like, when Hazard gets the ball, you get excited. And Masanda has a very similar ability yeah. to that. Not exactly the same, but and, the game slows down. And the thing is, this whole this whole uh, season, we've criticized Chelsea for getting rid of a lot of young players. But now I'm feeling a lot more comfortable by this game. It was kind of like a youth showcase, honestly. Yeah, it was. I mean, we did have uh, – we had three appearances, first-time appearances, yeah. actually, at home in particular because Jake Clark Salter made an appearance away – um, a couple years back, but uh, Ethan Ampadu came in, Dujon Sterling, Jay Clark Salter, all youngsters, um, man, all Ampadu players that are highly touted. Ampadu is a man. And Sterling. They're Duj- both giants. Dujon Sterling has all the physical capabilities to be a proper Premier League player, um, but it's just a matter of him getting that technical and tactical ability down. He's still young. I mean, th- he's big. He is big. Yeah. Very stocky, very quick, very athletic. I loved it. Ethan Ampadu, he, he's a very interesting one too because he's a big body, but he has a he has a technical ability that not a lot of players his size have. So he has a I mean, his first his first play <laughs> in the game. Tell me you did not get hyped. That was sick. He l- literally took a person out of the game. 50-50 ball, <laughs> slides in, wins it. Very powerful. You could hear the thud from the ball. On TV. He's got and balls. He's got balls. And went into that tackle, won it, and then injured their player in the process. So he'll be very useful against Arsenal in the future, I'm assuming, <laughs> right? <laughs> but um, moving on, I mean, let's talk about Kennedy's appearance. So um, I know we don't want to spend a lot of time on this game mm-hmm. because, you know, it was a blowout and it was very lopsided. But he looked, he looked good. I've at least, been a fan at of least him, on though. offense, he scored one goal, which was a really nice pass to him. He should have, he should have had, had two. To. Yeah. That second one would have been a screamer. I mean, I on I screamed. I thought that he scored. I didn't even realize that it was a it bounced off of uh, Batshuayi's foot. I mean, he has a twelve gauge shotgun that. for a left foot. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. His left foot is so powerful. He knows how to hit through a ball cleanly. So I mean, why do you think Conte played him? Was it? I mean, he just wanted to rotate and give people rest, or like. Did he actually want to give him a chance? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, 
Look, I thought we, were, we weren't going to see any of them this season. Conte gave him an appearance last year before the whole China debacle. So that shows that, you know, there's he rates him somewhat. Um, I don't think he's a player for the long haul. I think when January comes around, we're going to bring in another uh, left wing back. And I think Kennedy's the first one out the door when that happens. Yeah. But um, Michi Bachuai, so scored a hat trick. I think that's all we have to say about him. I yeah, mean, pretty much. Let's move on because he could finish. He, I, you, I, I, just, I don't like talking he's about a, him, he, but he's, he's fine. He's, he, I don't, I don't. He, he kind of proves me wrong every time he plays now. But I mean, I mean, at least the past two, two, three games that he's played. But I still, don't, this isn't, this isn't strong competition. I genuinely don't hate him. I just think he's just a poacher, and he doesn't do much else besides yeah. hang around the six yard box. If you give him, a, give him an opportunity, he's gonna score. He'll he's score, just that and that's it. And that's about yeah. it. I mean, that's that's not a bad quality to have. Yeah, no, not a bad quality. Um, uh, moving on now. So the weekend match, um, one that is. Very uh very tricky fixture for Chelsea in the past, going to the bet three six five, going up to Stoke on Trent. Not this not, week though. Not this week. Um we won four nothing. Um starting lineup keeper we had Thibaut Courtois. Um Aspilaqueta came back to the starting lineup alongside Christensen and Rudiger. Um Marcus Alonso and Moses on the wings, Conte Bakioko in the middle, Pedro Pedro, William, and Murata up top. Noting, um, let me note that Hazard didn't start again this game. Did not. Um, but it seemed to work out in our favor, so we can't really complain about that. Right. If we dropped points, maybe it could be a talking point. Uh-huh. But, um, tell me, Sam, how did Morata's hat trick make you feel? I honestly didn't know that he could score with any other body part beside his head. Yeah, I thought he was. Right? I thought he was going to go the whole season scoring every single goal and every assist with his head. But I mean. Like we we've seen signs that of his play, nothing really proven, mm-hmm. I guess this season. But his uh, second goal, I want to note exactly that was a world class finish. Yeah, he so the I whole mean, movement was he, was world class. Yeah, I, I mean he 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 got the ball off an air kind of, and uh, but the the thing about um, the thing that separates a good player from the lead player is being able to take those chances and and finishing him off. Not an easy finish. I mean, he still had a lot to do with it. He opened his body up. He dinked it over the goalkeeper into the corner. And he and his speed was on full display. I mean, everybody knew that the second he put the ball on his right foot before he shot it, there's only one place where he could put it, and that's over the keeper's head. Mm-hmm. And he still managed to do that perfectly. People really underestimate how fast he is. Yeah, it was he, on full display he, right there. When When he's at a full sprint, not a lot of center backs can keep up with him. Um, and I think that this was definitely on display today. I mean, Stoke was not good on the day. Yeah. Overall, they were poor. They played two fullbacks next to Bruno Martins Indy. Yeah. And a three-back set. That not what we predicted last week. We, we predicted completely different they had, formation. They had Duke playing as a wingback. And the last time I checked, that guy was a striker. <laughs> um, Ramadan Sobi played on the left side. Again, not a wing back, just an out and out winger. But going back to Murata, um, he's the second fastest uh, Chelsea player to score a hat trick. He did um, it in six matches. Six matches, and the first one being Diego. Um, he, he is the fastest. He is the fastest at four and four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seventeen goals in his last nineteen appearances for club and country. So he's I on think a chair right now. I think this debate as to whether 
because it's been it's it's going around a lot on Twitter and social media. It could Morata be world class? Could he be as good as Diego Costa? I think seventeen goals in his last nineteen appearances says everything you need to know about the guy. I don't miss Costa at all. Um, I really don't. No, I mean parts of me does miss him. The parts I don't miss is the temper tantrums, um, the stupid yellow cards. You know, grabbing his face and acting like, you know, he got tased every single yeah. time someone pokes him. I mean, that, that you part know, I you're don't not miss. getting that but, with Murata, definitely not. But what you do get with Costa and what I what I still don't see with Murata is that, that bit of physicality. Murata mm-hmm. is not the type of striker to get under a defender's skin. Yeah. He's the type, he, he he's smooth enough to, I don't know. He's more of a silent killer, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He just pops I think that's, up. That's the perfect way to put it. He pops up at the right places at the right time. Um, he's not the center of attention. He's more of a team guy. I like him. I think it's a great buy for fifty-eight million. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong. Let's talk a little bit about Aspilicueta because, again, assisted two of uh, Murata's goal. That goals. That chemistry they got going on is something else. I mean. Before we get into their chemistry, is it time to start considering Aspilicueta as arguably the best ball playing center back in England right now? Yes, I think he's. I think he's definitely in the conversation. So, I mean, who else would you put up there next as a as a ball playing? Yeah, center ball half? playing center back. Um, I mean, after last year, David Luiz was was amazing. <laughs> so we have the. So you're saying the top two? No, I mean, I mean, I might be being a little biased, but. <laughs> I mean, let's not lie. David Luiz is great. I do think Toby Alderweireld is a better ball-playing center back than David mm-hmm. Luiz. Um, maybe even Jan Vertonghen, as much as I hate to say it. Um, who else? Vincent Company, when he's healthy. Yeah. Um, he's definitely up if. there. Yeah, it is a big if. Um, but Virgil I mean, Van Dyke. I, I mean, think I think the best thing about him is his versatility. Yeah. I mean, there's something special about. Um, Having you know our wing back, how getting in you know a lot of foul trouble and you know risking getting a red card and taking him out, putting in another center back and then just swapping him over, swapping over Aspilicueta to wing back like that's just a beautiful sight honestly like it makes me feel so comfortable. I might be reaching a little bit here, but I'm eh, not even reaching. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. A couple of years ago, when Pep Guardiola was still in Bayern Munich. He said that Philip Lahm was like the best player he's ever coached in his in his career. Um, and he said, if I had 11 Philip Lahms, I would be the happiest manager in the world. <laughs> I think Antonio Conte feels very, very similarly yeah. to Aspilicueta. I'm not saying he's Philip Lahm by any extent because, I mean, that's an all-time great. But it's definitely time to start putting him up there as one of the better Premier League players. I mean, you look at his career in the last three or four years, he's been the most consistent Chelsea player. He's also been the best Chelsea player, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and what a class act to when Gary Cahill comes on, he gives him the gives him the captain band. band. Yeah. 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 What a class act. Yeah, I mean, he switched the left wing back halfway through the game. Marcus Alonso looked like he was going to get a red card. Yeah. It was a sure thing. So I, I, smart sub. Yeah, I thought that, the, like, the funny thing is, right when he was doing that, I texted you. I said, they got to warm up Zappa Costa. Yeah. But, and, and the funny thing is, they warmed up Cahill. I was like, all right, how's that going to happen? But, you know, Aspilicueta, they push him over to the the wing back. Smarter move. I mean, bring on experience. Bring on more experience. And, you know, slide Aspi to the left Mm -hmm. where he got another assist. Dude, that ball by Fabregas where he clipped it over. 
and Aspie just kind of like nippled it right to Maratha. <laughs> nippled it. That not was even chested that, it. He didn't even chest it. He nippled it, but it looked. It was just. That's that's the the trifecta Spanish connection right there. You know, every time Fabregas clips a ball like that, and it just plops right to the person's foot, I just start singing the song in my head. Man. Fabregas is magic. <laughs> like, there's no like. It's 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 jaw dropping. It's absolutely mesmerizing at times, especially when him and Hazard are at the top of their game, like they were when they both came in. You know, right right when Fabregas got subbed in, I was watching the game with my dad, and I told him, "Now we're gonna switch to three five two, and Fabregas right as a center, you know, as the center mid is gonna just open up the game so much." And right after he does that that amazing pass, yeah, and it's just like you know he. It was almost expected for him to do something like that. It's amazing how a guy with so little athleticism finds so much space on the pitch to just push the ball in front of him and clip a ball like that, 40 mm-hmm. or 50 yards. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I going back to this Azpilicueta Morata thing, I think they have a very similar chemistry to what Diego Costa and Fabregas had a couple years ago. Um, they just, they get it. They understand each other. And you could tell when, when they link up, especially when Aspie's at, as is playing as that uh, right center back, you know they work on that in training. It's yeah, very yeah. very obvious that that little back post run and that diagonal clipped ball is something they work on. Um, but moving on, I mean, we can't talk about this game and not bring up Bakayoko and Conte's impact. Uh, do we bring that up every game? I think we we have brought it up almost almost every, every game. single game Bakayoko's played in. I mean. Here's the thing. It's like we had Conte last year, and we were all saying, oh, this is the buy of the summer, and this guy's changing our team completely. Mm-hmm. And we're all mesmerized by him. But Bakioko comes in and makes Conte that much better. Yeah. He's he's it's relieving him of pressure. Yeah. I mean, and when he's playing alongside Fabregas, it's a completely different per- uh, player versus when he's playing against Bakioko. I mean, alongside Bakioko. Since coming to the Premier League, 12 of 14 tackles completed from Bakayoko. That's 86%. 11 of 14 take-ons completed. 79%. That's nuts. I mean, we're... As a center ex- defensive mid. And you're expecting that kind of, you know, those kind of numbers from N'Golo Conte as well. When Bakayoko comes in and does that kind of stuff, it's like, whoa. You got, do we have, like, the best defensive midfield pairing in, in the Premier League? I mean... I think we do. Yeah. I really do. Um, I, I look at the other teams. Pep Guardiola doesn't have a defensive midfield pairing. He only has Fernandinho. Arsenal doesn't have any defensive mid, you know, pairing that will rival us. No. Um, or at least two natural defensive mids that will rival us. Tottenham, not so much. I mean, dude, just we're spoiled right now with, <laughs> with, with these Frenchies that keep coming onto our team and just – Lighting up the Premier League, it's great. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, just a quick recap. I think the three-five-two is definitely something that we're gonna see a lot more. Man, I've been talking about this for weeks. It's That's coming. Just... It's coming. It's we're completely we're seeing different it a game. More. I mean, I I I think that without Fabregas in and just Bakayoko and Angolo Conte in there as the midfielders. Uh, I mean, besides the wingbacks, there's just not enough creativity there. It's it's all defense. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I, you know, I love Pedro and William, 
then I hate to see like them on the bench, but um, it's just it's, when you have Fabregas in, and then you know Hazard and Murata on top, you know with, with Hazard able to you know play off Murata, just like it's it's the one it's it's beautiful. I love it. He doesn't even like he doesn't play off of Murata so much as there is a. 15 or 20 foot rope tied around both of their waists at all times. Like they're always within 10 to 15 yards of each other. And I noticed it in it, towards the end of the Stoke match. Hazard looks as fit as ever. Yeah. He's re- he looks really shifty. He looks balanced. He looks quick. He looks strong. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited. Um, but this next part, I'm, I think I'm just going to have to take it over. Okay. So bear with me. All right. Um, a lot of people talking about this Peter Crouch tackle, okay? Um, explain to me this, okay? A six foot seven giraffe, okay? Out of his position, playing all the way on his defensive end to the left, picks up the ball, decides to dribble the whole entire Chelsea team, loses it, goes cleats up into Fabregas's knee. And gets away with a yellow card. Like, how the ref did not show red is absolutely beyond me. Like, it, I'm not going to rant as – I'm, I'm not going to give you that rant that all other Chelsea fans are giving you. Oh, if he was a Chelsea player, it would be all in the news and they'd have a big segment post-game, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that that part that, – that part's obvious. He would have gone there straight red if he was wearing a Chelsea jersey. <laughs> this is this is just but, – but this is just straight footballing IQ. Like, this is football 101. Like – a player goes in, studs up into another player's knee, and walks away with a yellow. That is the most unjust reaction slash punishment I have ever seen. It, it, and and to be honest, the ref was having a decent match the whole entire time. Like I remember watching it midway through the second half. I'm like, you know what? There hasn't been one time where I was, you know, yelling at my yelling at the referee the whole entire match. I'm like, wow, this is the first time all season. Where I haven't yelled at the at the referee, and then this happens, and he misses it. He could f- like he, he. You know what, Peter Crouch? I don't care if you grew up a Chelsea fan. If you're a fucking Chelsea's ball boy, yeah, you can fuck yeah, off. Yeah, right? yeah, he could go fuck off. I mean, and then he also almost hurt Courtois. I mean, that was a nasty fall. Flipped him over. Where and... Courtois lights out because I'm pretty convinced that and he got knocked out, he got for, knocked a out for a little bit. I don't know. I think I mean he. It was a neck thing. So I know. I know that. American sports are very, very strict with their concussion protocol, and rightly so. Like, I think player safety comes first. Um, but he looked to me like he was knocked out, and I think it's time for the Premier League to start making adjustments to their concussion protocol, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I, I think that's all that should be said about that match. Yeah, really I, good I, win. Think, I think it was more like of a neck thing than a head thing. But, yeah, yeah let, let's, let's get into it. Uh, Chelsea Atletico um, Champions League this uh, week. Yes. So uh, we're going to the new home of Atletico in the Wanda Metropolitano where, Stadium. Where they haven't conceded a league goal yet. Have, have you seen like pictures of it? It's, it's unbelievable. It's so beautiful. nice. It's one yeah. of the nicest stadiums in the world probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. And it's... it's and is it, I think it's probably the second nicest stadium in Madrid too though. It's very, <laughs> it's very weird to see a stadium that nice. For a club like Atletico, yeah. just a very blue collar, you know, gritty, you know, 
old school type of football club mm-hmm. in a city that a shares very modern stadium. Yeah, and they share yeah. you know a city with the, one of the top the, clubs the, in the one ever. of the most flashy clubs ever. Yeah, um, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, obviously the main thing to watch and the thing that everyone's gonna be talking about. I think more people are interested in having a camera just pointing at the sidelines and pointing at the actual match because <laughs> Conte and Simeone are the two most. That's that's so funny because in my notes I literally wrote that they should do a split screen. Split screen, yeah. yeah on the left should. side of the screen they show the match, and then on the right side they just have a shot of the sideline and the they two of them jumping it- around screaming at their players. They should have an Italian stallion cam and a cholo cam. <laughs> and that, that that would that Italian would, stallion and cholo. Okay. That 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 would be that would be awesome. But it it's gonna be interesting to see how Conte copes. Um, with a team that's very similar to a Premier League side in that, you know, they buckle down 4-4-2. They make the field very, very compact. They force you out wide and and they don't take any bullshit up the middle. I mean, I mean that's just basically how it is with Atletico. Um, so maybe Chelsea might be a little bit in their element for this match. But at the same time, anytime you're going to Atletico away, it's going to be difficult because they have one of the greatest atmospheres in world football. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I think the main thing for this match is, obviously, David Luiz probably comes back in. But do you think Zapacosta gets a look in over Victor Moses? I mean, we have two really tough matches this week, and I think one of them's going to play in one, one of them's going to play in the other. Um, Zapacosta has had that Champions League experience. I mean, not Champions League, but European football experience. Yeah. And uh, he looked really good in the last Champions League game. Scored, you know, obviously a sick goal. He didn't put a foot wrong in the Nottingham Forest game either. Yeah, and so I, yeah, I'll, I'll look to Zapacosta to get the start in this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be happy with either. Yeah. Um, I do think that Zapacosta would be better suited for a match like this just because how physical Atletico is. And I think Zapacosta will be able to cope with that because he's a more natural defender than Victor Moses. Mm-hmm. He's also a better crosser from what we've seen too. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot that Chelsea needs to do to p- take away all three points from this game. I mean, I think the first one and most obvious one is our chances are going to be very limited, especially with how tight that defense is. So we got to be clinical. Um, we're not going to have many chances. And we got to put them away when we do get them. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Diego Simeone is probably going to go with the 4-4-2. Um, oh, he is going to go with the 4-4-2. Yeah, the typical. That's, and yeah, uh, it's, it's the most predictable lineup. And you could pretty much name all the players that are going to play in that lineup. Yeah, there's, there's not much uh, Not variety. much change. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're going to look out for Atletico to try to hit Chelsea on the on the counter. Yeah. Typical uh, using Antoine Griezmann and Yannick Carrasco's their their pace or creativity yeah to try to get back our Yannick our back Carrasco, three. really coming really to his own. player yeah, yeah he's really coming yeah. to his own after that uh World Cup performance uh ever since then he's been playing really really well Euros uh he played also played really well in the oh it was oh it was the Euros you're it right was Euros yeah, yeah I'm sorry but um yeah I mean it's safe to say th- those are their two target men those obviously they're two danger men but we have three of our own and i think hazard fabregas and Murata have to be at the top of their game in order to break down this team this game's very well suited to Murata just because 
unlike Diego Costa, he operates really well in tight spaces and mm-hmm. could find that little separation um, that Diego Costa couldn't when teams would be compact. And, and to be honest, this is a comfortable territory for Morata. You know, he's gonna be yeah, playing in Spain in against a Spanish league. You know, so uh, no, he still has that hatred for Atletico. I mean, yeah, he should. Deep down, he's Real Madrid at heart, obviously. So this game against Atletico, he's definitely gonna be licking his lips. But um, you know, another thing that I think we need to mention is Atletico is a seasoned group of players. They've they basically made their reputation on being really, really good in the Champions League and making it to the later stages. I mean, we just looking at the teams that they've given trouble to in recent years, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Juventus. Yeah. To be honest, a draw wouldn't be the worst thing ever. So, I mean, I guess that kind of goes into my prediction. I'm going to go 1-1. I think that we actually, that we score first. Um, they're equalized before half and Murata scores the game winner in the second half. Two wow. one. See, Two I wouldn't one. be opposed. Yeah. But well, you wouldn't be opposed to Chelsea winning? No, really? I really wouldn't <laughs> be opposed. I, I would have thought differently, man. I don't see it beyond Chelsea to win this match, but at the same time, I mean we've got to manage our expectations here. Atletico's an insanely talented group of players. Mm-hmm. One of the most probably the most organized side in Europe. Um and also keep in mind that this is still the group stage. We could afford to drop points strategically. Um, I think it's a lot easier to try and knock off Roma yeah. in Rome than it is to knock off Atletico here. So I think Conte might be a little conservative and might be keeping, you know, um, keeping his rotation in mind, um, keeping the the match at the weekend against City in mind. Yeah. I think he's he's gonna go for a win, but if by the sixtieth minute or the seventieth minute. If it doesn't look too promising, I just think he's going to buckle down, take the point, and we're going to be happy with that and focus on beating him at the bridge. I think that uh, Hazard is still looking. I mean, still looking for his first goal. He's going to be. He's going to be on one. Yeah, yeah. I, I look for look for him to come close to scoring, if not scoring. No, no, I, I definitely think he's going to. You know, he's going to be fired up for this match too. Remember, he's one of the best players in the world and didn't play Champions League last year. Right. Which so, was which was a huge concern in retaining him. Yeah, and yeah, uh, thankfully was. he stuck around, and you know we we really got to show up in Hopefully, this Champions League. Yeah, because I mean, as as looking at the Premier League table right now, it's going to be tough, you know, to catch up to Man U and Man City to win the title. Uh, so I think that you know focusing a lot of energy on Champions League is also you know something really important. Yeah, try to take one of those. It's refreshing to hear because. I mean, I guess we're not English, obviously, but I think the general vibe in England is that they prioritize the Premier League yeah, more than the Champions League, and I think it should be the other way around, personally. Um, but who am I? I'm just a kid in Los <laughs> Angeles, so... Um, You're a man, on. Zach. You're not a kid. You're a man. man. You should see this beard I got going on right now. I haven't shaved in, like, two weeks. Yeah, and I got some stubble. It's been, like, it's two nice. weeks. Yeah, it's really <laughs> nice. Uh, moving on, though, um, this weekend... I think this is definitely a gauge. This is the test right. for us. So this is the first really tough opponent that we're going to play this year, and arguably the top team in the Premier League right now. I mean, easily the top team in the Premier League. So we welcome Manchester City to Stamford Bridge. Um, a lot of talking points. So let's just dive right into it. Mm-hmm. Three four three or three five two for this game. I mean, what do you think Conte will do? What do you want us to do? Well, I think 
again, we have we don't have a lot of depth right now in midfield. Uh, drink water is still out. Um, if we play, this this is the way I see it. If we play three five two against Atletico, then we'll go with the three four three against Man City, and then vice versa. If we go three four three against Atletico, you're you're probably gonna see three five two against Man City. Yeah, it's yeah. just a matter of uh. I think how how uh, Antonio Conte is feeling uh, Wednesday morning. The Italian stallion. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, obviously the marquee matchup is not really Man City versus Chelsea. It's no. more Pep versus Antonio. So obviously two of the best managers in Europe and both relatively young too. So I I guess the main thing that City has to address is how Pep will break through our back three. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, offensive-oriented manager versus defensive-oriented manager. Yeah, 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 definitely. But I think the obvious thing here is that, you know, the only way Pep is going to break through our back three is by playing the same way he's been playing, throwing on five attacking players and having only one recognized defensive player in your midfield and forward line combined. Yeah. Um, And he's just going to throw everything he can at us. One thing that we have to worry about, though, is I mean, City has a very, very deep bench, so Pep could afford to rotate the squad. And then you see players like Leroy Sané and Raheem Sterling and Bernardo Silva come in off the bench as That's, support, which is absurd. That's pretty disheartening for other teams to watch. Yeah, it's very disheartening. But again, I mean, uh, just going based on like what we need to do to win, they didn't spend – I mean, they did spend a lot of money for defensive reinforcements, but they didn't reinforce enough. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have a, a world-class center back that's healthy, and we could exploit that. Yeah. Um, I know the I know the very first thing that came to my mind when I was writing this script on how we could beat City is we got to exploit that those three center backs. Um, they've been playing Danilo a lot as that right center back. I don't think he will be playing as a right center back against us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Odomendi got ripped to shreds when, when Jurgen Klopp put Salah on him before Mane got that red card. Yeah, I say, why not give the ball to Hazard, throw him on the same side as Odomendi, and just say, go to work. If Get that's the case, I think that uh, a 3-4-3 would be more uh, better suited for that, and we can have Hazard play. More interchange up top. Yeah. We can confuse their back three a little more. Uh-huh. As much as I hate to say it, I think the same approach as Arsenal had against us might be to our advantage. Their back three is very error-prone, especially, especially when in possession. I mean, they really only have John Stones as you know, mm-hmm. a, a, a ball-playing center back. Otamendi's not very good in general. Um, Mangala, I mean, if he gets a look in, not very good. D- most likely, I mean, maybe Danilo will get that start, but... We need to pressure the hell out of them, especially oh, yeah. up top. The only question is, is, I mean, will we have the energy to do that after Atletico? So, um, I note also that Man City has a has a Champions League game on Wednesday yeah. as well. So we're both yeah. playing on the same amount of rest. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But I mean, it's still going to be a factor for both teams. Um, so I just I think it, this I, is just so hard to call because. I do think that we are showing flashes of our form from last season, but City is just so, so dominant in their possession and attack. In their past three Premier League games, they have outscored their opponents 16 to no. 1-0 or 1-6? One, 1-6. Six. One, six. And they haven't conceded a yeah, goal. Yeah, see, 
I don't think a team has done that since like the fifties. I think I was I think I was hearing it on the NBC Sports uh, <laughs> post game. Um, but yeah, it just they're absolutely absurd. So Aguero and Jesus are obviously their their main um, focal points on offense. Um, a lot of people didn't think this would work. People saying Aguero is not a pet player. You could tell this summer he worked on his game, and him and Jesus just look ridiculous together. Yeah, that's probably a great the most combo right there. probably the most lethal partnership in the Premier League right now. So I don't think there's a real surefire way to stop them. Um, they are both a little lightweight, so maybe roughing them up a bit. But that's just the obvious approach for any game. It's like, yeah, if when in doubt, rough the other team up and you know get under their skin. I think where this match is won and lost is in the midfield. Um, speaking of roughing them up, I mean, they only have David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne and Fernandinho as their midfield three. If we could go out there with Bakioko and Conte and just absolutely destroy them and pressure the hell out of them, um, we might have a chance in this match. Yeah, I mean, that's the, similar to what Everton did earlier this season. They, you know, they, they came close to actually, you know, tying the game. <laughs> Like Almost. That's, <laughs> yeah, before the red card. It's come close to tying the game. That's like, you know, that's like Not the best so option that you can get against them. It's kind of funny how you can how they, say they, it they that played way. three four three, but they had uh they had Gay and Schneiderlin man marking De Bruyne and Silva, mm-hmm. and it worked on David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne not so much because now he's operating much deeper. And and he and he's dropping in into you know a more defensive position when he receives the ball. He drives forward, you know, he just keeps their play ticking. He looks like a player reborn this year. Yeah. And every time I see he's that one guy that Chelsea let go, and every time I see him play, you just uh, think to yourself, like, God, so so talented. Didn't give him a chance. But man. you know what? I can't re- I I don't I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, I don't really hate him as much as I hate other city players. Usually the ex Chelsea players I hate because they left and, you know, it is what it is, but I don't hate De Bruyne. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't as much him leaving as us letting him go. Yeah, then we loan him out to to Werder Bremen. Uh, was Werder Bremen? Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg. That's I right. I think we sold him to Wolfsburg, uh-huh. and then he just exploded in the Bundesliga and yeah. City bought him that following year. But you know, I think I I do think a three four three in this game makes sense now that I'm thinking about it because. You could have Conte kind of sit back and play free safety while Bakioko and one of either Pedro or William just man marks Silva. Yeah, you have N'Golo Conte play like a free safety. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, and just you know kind of pick passes off and. Yeah, we can't. We can't have yeah. both. We can't have both Bakioko. No, and because Conte. no, no, you 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 can't because De Bruyne and Silva will just run riot on us. Yeah, and it's 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 gonna leave way our too back three way too exposed. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Tough match, man. I don't know how we're gonna keep him from scoring. Uh, that's gonna be our key. We gotta keep him from scoring. But again, like I, I'm gonna reemphasize, 16 goals in the last three Premier League matches. I mean, their goal differential this whole season is is out of this world. It's just like pretty disgusting. Um, yeah, we're not gonna keep him from scoring. That's a thing. But maybe give yourself a little buffer room and then just expect them to score one goal at least. And then At just kind of take that and be like, okay, well, we're going to score two. Or we're going to buckle down and take a draw. I want to go out and win this game. Yeah. I really, really, really want to win this game. Like, I cannot stress that enough. Because, I mean, 
the way that this is a measuring stick it kind of, for the season for us. Th- this whole like the uh, up to the first you know five weeks of the season, six weeks of the season, it's kind of looked like Man U, Man City were one A, one B, and yeah. Chelsea was number two or, yeah. or three in this case, and you know, I, and that's that's mostly because obviously the goal differential is not the same. They've been you know blowing out their opponents and. You know, we haven't played anyone who's given us a real challenge. Haven't looked, didn't look good against Arsenal. Didn't look good against uh, Burnley week one. Um, but this is going to be really putting us to the challenge and seeing if we are part of the elite as well. I mean, we said that about the Tottenham match, but I think we're quick to realize that Tottenham's not the same team without Kyle Walker. And Danny no, Rose. they're not this season. Um, but this Man City team is just absolutely rejuvenated in almost every single position besides center back. Um and center defensive mid, but mm-hmm. again, I mean they have De Bruyne just kind of sitting there and doing all the offensive work and just having Fernandinho be that destroyer. They got a, such a um like they're gonna be. We always talk about FIFA. <laughs> you know, talk about a FIFA team. Pick Man City as your as a FIFA team. I was gonna say not so much a sleeper, but <laughs> I was gonna say Man City is a you know is. A big, I think, favorite this year, even in Champions League. They're one of the top, not just one of the top teams, not one of the top teams in England, but actually one of the top teams in the world, I think. I think that a lot of youth as well, so they're going to be good for a long time. I think they have a better chance of winning the Champions League this year, at least making it farther than Bayern did last year, mainly because City's attack is, you, you can't say enough about them. I mean, you're looking, you're looking at their depth. Bernardo Silva hardly got a look in. That's a seventy million pound player. Yeah. Um, Leroy Sané. I is, love Sané. Leroy Sané. Man, so talented. He, he played amazing this weekend. Did you see his goal? Yeah, I did. The, the what is it? David Silva clipped a little ball into the box, and he popped it over. Who was it? On Crystal Palace, Scott Dan, I think. Uh-huh. I think he popped the ball over to Sané. Sané. Without it hitting the floor, just dinked it over Scott Dan's head and tapped it in. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was it was one zero for like about like sixty minutes, right? Or yeah, and then, and they, then they just went off. I, I didn't watch the match, but yeah, I just saw the highlights. I had it like I was switching back and forth, and I saw it. You know, it was one zero, and then I changed back to a different game, and then I you know it turned back at like the ninetieth minute, and I saw that it was. I mean, 6-0 I know it's a little off topic, but like, what would the what the hell was Crystal Palace thinking by sacking De Boer, knowing that their next couple matches they're gonna have to face Man City and Chelsea? <laughs> like, why not just keep them on, let them take the brunt of all those losses, and then going in and picking up a new manager? It just it's stupid. It's beyond me. But um, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you. I don't feel too confident about this game just because I know we're going to expend a lot of energy against Athletic <laughs> That's not what your prediction says. No, 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 no. You know what? My prediction says 3-2 Chelsea. Um, yeah, I think Gary Cahill is going to have a hat trick in this match. It's you, That's our bad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. You, um, but it's like it's it's you're saying 3-2, but like if you were to type it out, it would be like in two size fonts so you wouldn't like so no one really noticed so no one really said noticed it. because a <laughs> you're part just of, saying it here's the thing i put down three two because i see that being a realistic scoreline that we can manage mm-hmm. but i will not be surprised if this turns into a lopsided game one way or another whether it, whether it's city or to us i i 
having having to put Chelsea losing a game this whole season uh, in our podcast predictions. Don't do it. I got Don't Chelsea losing one three. All right, so uh, we're <laughs> actually new accepting applications <laughs> for new hosts for the show. So. I'm sorry, I meant to say Chelsea wins seven zero. We're gonna we're gonna even up that seven goal dif- zero, We're gonna yeah. open up, even up that goal differential even in the Premier that goal League. Differential. We need to score sixteen in this match. <laughs> if we want to even up the goal differential. Jesus. Yeah, really bad. But yeah, but I mean, it. I'm gonna hope for the best, and uh, depending how much we expend. On Wednesday against Atletico, I could see this going, you know, in our favor or really not in our favor. I'm actually gonna miss this match live. I'm actually gonna have to record it and watch it later. Mm-hmm. I won't. I won't text you and tell you what happened. My 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 it. club team that I coach has a game at the same exact time. They just rescheduled it too, and that's the shitty thing. I looked at my schedule before the season started. I'm like, great. I'm only gonna have to miss only like two or three Chelsea matches, and they were all very insignificant ones. And then they rescheduled yesterday, and they told me that the kickoff is at nine thirty. Damn. Which is at it's at, it's at nine thirty Pacific time yeah. for us in LA. But um, that's. Do you want to add anything else before you wrap this up? I mean, no, I don't have anything else. We to pretty add. much I mean, covered everything. Well, I, sorry, one last thing. I mean, do you think Charlie Musanda? Is gonna be is gonna play in either games. I think he has a better chance of playing in a, in the Atletico match, just because he'll get one cap in every competition. <laughs> I mean, maybe he'll come on as a sub. You're saying, or he'll start? No, no, no. He's not gonna start. I think mm-hmm. he'll come on as a sub. I, I like I said, honestly, I think Antonio Conte is gonna try and get a draw at Atletico, so he might throw on Musanda as a sub instead of one of William or Pedro. Just to save them for the Man City game, mm-hmm. um, but we'll see what happens, dude. I hope he gets a look in, but it's so hard to be baptized in the Champions League against Atletico in Madrid. Yeah, like, hey, but I mean, if he stands out, that's pretty much like eternal glorification. You know what? He player. actually he actually has a good chance of playing because he did play at Real Betis on loan. Yeah, he did well there. So, I mean, he has a little bit of experience in the Spanish league. Mm-hmm. I should have looked into it, but I'm not sure if he played against Atletico or not. But, I mean, it is what it is. Either way, I'm a big fan of his. I'm really excited. Uh, I want to see him. I want to yeah, see him play more. Me too. Um, so, I mean, I think that brings us to the end of our podcast. So, if you enjoyed it, if you want to follow us, um, you're more than welcome. Our Twitter handle is at Romans Empire Pod. Um, we've been pretty active lately. Not so active in the beginning, but more so now. Um, yeah, you stepped our Twitter game up, homies. It, you know hashtag what? woke. Hashtag woke. Um, you know what? It actually has been very surreal for us because we follow a lot of the other Chelsea podcasts, specifically the Chelsea fan cast um, in England by uh, Stanford Chidge. Um, and Jonathan Kidd followed us back. He's actually been liking and retweet and, and like and responding to my tweets. And I'm like so like starstruck. I'm so <laughs> starstruck. I'm like, oh my god, dude! Like the velvet voice. Like, are we famous now? No. Oh, okay. But, well, but I mean, it, it's just we're it's like just crazy. Like one step away from being famous. It's so. just crazy. Like some of the people that go on that show have been following us back. They've been responding. They've been engaging. Um, a couple of the other people that have been responding and engaging to us. I mean, it's been out of there, this world. There's a couple of you. I'm sure you'll eventually get a shout out. But thank you. Keep it going. We love it. Um, 
If you want to hit up our email, romansempirepod at gmail.com. Go follow us on SoundCloud. And then also, if there's anything specifically that you want us to talk about, because past couple of weeks we've only been you know reviewing games and then previewing the games next week we haven't had any like segments talking about you know Just something particular so if, like that. if you guys have something in particular that you want to hear us talk about you know with our football knowledge and our uh our charm and our humor uh you know be more than welcome to uh what's our email again uh romans empire pod at gmail.com yeah so um be sure to hit us up guys and oh. follow us on iTunes. Yeah, iTunes. iTunes as well. We always forget to mention iTunes, and that's yeah. like a big one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. SoundCloud's yeah. nice, but iTunes is worth it. Yeah, SoundCloud's broke. Money at, broke man. as fuck. Uh, anyways, thanks for listening, and uh, keep the blue flag flying high. <laughs>